guys. So we're looking at uh, rest this week in our topical studies, looking back at Genesis chapters 1 through 11. And uh, just several things I want to walk through with this idea of rest, because I think we live in a culture that is not great at rest. Um, we are overworked. We are anxious. We are always tired, um, always looking forward to the weekend, and the weekend isn't long enough, always looking forward to the vacation. The vacation isn't long enough. Um, we have a very go, go, go kind of society. Um, I think culturally there's just such a high expectation of output and performance on us. Um, but here's the reality. I believe that rest is actually a gift from God. And one way to think about it is um, there's a lot about our lives, there's a lot about our bodies that are broken, but our need to rest is not one of those things because that's a design, something that God designed into our bodies, into our lives, that we need rest. That's the way he's designed it. And I think a lot of times we're, we're pushing back against that design. Um, and I believe that rest is a gift from God. And it's, it's actually one way to think about it is that it's a gift from God that we say, no thanks, don't really want that gift. And so let, I'll just run through several things. First of all, I just said it. I believe that God has designed rest. He designed it. And I think the first thing we need to do is we need to know that, and then we need to believe that. So look at what he says back in Genesis chapter 2. It says, On the seventh day God finished his work that he had done, and he rested on the seventh day from all his work that he had done. So the pattern of rest God establishes before sin, before the fall. It's right there in the text. Um, and then it says in verse 3, So God blessed the seventh day, and he made it holy, because on it God rested from all his work that he had done in creation. And what he's saying there, when he says it's holy, it's set apart. It's a special day that God's established, and he's establishing this pattern. Six days of work, one day of rest, because that's something that we need. And, of course, that gets codified in the law. It's part of the Ten Commandments. But also look at what he says in Leviticus 25. It says, The Lord spoke to Moses on Mount Sinai, saying, Speak to the people of Israel and say to them, When you come into the land that I give you, the land shall keep a Sabbath to the Lord. So he's saying the land itself will have a Sabbath. That's interesting. For six years you shall sow your field, and for six years you shall prune your vineyard and gather in its fruits. But in the seventh year there shall be a Sabbath of solemn rest for the land, a Sabbath to the Lord. You shall not sow your field or prune your vineyard. Think about that. So six years of work, so they have a six-day pattern with a one-day rest, and they also have a six-year pattern of work with a whole one year of rest for the land. Now, there's a lot of biological value in giving land rest. That's a super good thing from an ecological, environmental standpoint. We know that now. Um, but also think about how, what, what that does to the way that you work and how awesome would it be if we had it built into our society and into our economy that every six years there would be a one-year sabbatical um, I think that that would be amazing because in a, in a, you'd have to obviously maybe work a little harder in those six years. You'd have to save and prepare. And the passage goes on to talk about how God will provide for them. And then later in the passage, they also, every 50 years, they had a, another one-year break. So, so, every, so seven, seven, 
Sabbath. So seven times seven is 49 years, and then the 50th year was also a year off. So every 50 years, there would actually be two years straight under their system of no work. Now, something that's kind of interesting is that, and I've checked this with theologians too, is that there's no evidence in Scripture that the Jewish people ever followed this pattern. So they were following the weekly Sabbath day, but not the seven-day year of rest or even the year of Jubilee. We know they never did the Jubilee because that was part of the reason why, remember, that God exiled them to Babylon. Remember that? And and God told them that you're going to stay in Babylon for one year, for every year that that the land did not get a year of rest because you failed to obey my year of Jubilee, you're going to spend a year in Babylon. And then they, they came back. Anyway, this is all part of the design pattern that God put in. And then Jesus said this in Mark 2. He said, and he said to them, the Sabbath was made for man, not for the Sabbath. So the Son of Man is Lord even of the Sabbath. Now, he is confronting the Pharisees about all the rules and requirements and regulations they put on top of the law. And Jesus is making it clear that, okay, number one, I'm the Lord of the Sabbath, um, but also it's for you. It's a gift. If, If it's a burden, then it's not a gift. This is meant to be rejuvenating and filling this gift of the Sabbath. And, of course, the way the Pharisees was doing it was not at all that. So God designed rest. We need to know it, and we need to believe it. So let's accept that part of his design. And then, therefore, also, we need to trust him for provision and not fear. You know, that was a big part of the Sabbath rest, especially the every seven years and then every 50 years for an extra year. You've got to trust that God's going to provide through the plants that are just going to naturally grow and also that God's going to provide in those six years to have extra food that gets stored up. There is a big element. I think one of the reasons that we don't rest is because we're afraid that we're not going to be able to accomplish what we need to accomplish. We, we fundamentally are afraid that God isn't going to provide. You know, you think about even every night, every night when you close your eyes and you go into sleep, which is just this wild place of just no consciousness of what's going on around you. You know, fundamentally, when you fall asleep, it's, it's an act of trust that God is awake, that God is watching over, that God is doing what God does. And it's the same kind of idea about rest from work. Do we trust him to provide in order to get the rest that we need to rejuvenate and and get mentally, emotionally, physically back into a healthy place? Um, Matthew 6 addresses this. He says, therefore, do not be anxious, Jesus says, saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear? You know, that's that's the heart of fear. I don't know where all these things are going to be anxious about those things. He says, for the Gentiles seek after these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. Isn't that reassuring to think that God knows that we need those things? He says, instead, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. So God designed rest, and the second thing I want to add on top of that is I will desire him and not the things of the world. So that's the other part of the temptation to not rest. One reason we don't rest is because we're struggling with fear. And do we trust God to provide? Another reason not to rest is because, man, I've I got to get ahead. I want more, 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 more. I mean, can you imagine if you were a farmer competing with other farmers in ancient Israel and, and your, your competing farms are going to take the entire year off? 
you, you've now got an entire year to get a head start on them and, and to really, you know, come to the market with a lot more food and really dominate. I mean, it's like that's another big part of our culture, I think, is, you know, this, this fear of like, am I doing enough to succeed? And if I don't reach the maximum potential, then I, for some, you know, in some way am not succeeding in everything I should. But again, did God design you for rest? Is that something that you need? So those two sides, am I not fully resting because of fear or am I not fully resting because of a desire for more and a desire for going after other things? Jesus said in Matthew 16, then Jesus told his disciples, if anyone would come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross and follow me. So self-denial, those other desires. Like I, it's not that I have to not have things. It just means that that's not what's driving me. It says, for whoever would save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. For what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and forfeits his soul? Or what shall a man gain in return for his, his, his soul? You know, he's speaking in grander, bigger terms, but I think that truth is also true for our emotional, our mental, emotional health, and our physical health. Like, what good is it if you make more money and accomplish more if emotionally and physically you're damaged? Like, how can you enjoy those things if, if, if you've, you know, ripped your mind and your, your, your body to shreds through hard work? You've, you, God's designed us for rest. Um, so we can't desire those things and that, that, that desire for more and more and more. God designed rest, so therefore come to Jesus and you will find rest for your soul. Check out this passage in Hebrews 12. He says, therefore, since we are surrounded by so, such a great cloud of witnesses, he just talked about all the incredible people, men and women of the Old Testament, um, in the, the faith chapter, Hebrews 11. Therefore, since we're surrounded by all those people, like those are our witness, let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely, and let us run with endurance the race that he has set before us. Looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy he was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. I'm just keying off that word there. Set aside every weight. Work is a weight. Work is a burden. Now, work is a good thing, but it's meant to be set aside and for there to be patterns of rest in our life. Jesus, very familiar passage, says this, Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Our ultimate rest is found in Jesus. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. Guys, if, if, if that doesn't describe your life, then there's something out of whack. I believe that God um, has for us a life of, 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 of a light burden, of our emotions and our heart you know, set on him where he is carrying those things for, for us as we're coming to Jesus. That's the key. We have to come to him. He says, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. I want a life like that where I am working and I am doing what God's called me to do, but the burden is on him. He's the one that, that is carrying it, and I have rest in my soul. So God has designed us. 
for rest. So come to Jesus and you will find rest for your soul. So some questions to consider. What patterns and rhythms of rest need to be established in your life and your household? Um, uh, maybe some just house rules about when the phones are off, uh, what we're going to do together as a family or, or you're going to do with your friends um, on, a, on a, 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 a rhythmic basis so that there's patterns of rest every day, there's patterns of rest every week where we're setting aside the big things that are really holding us and, 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 and that are the burdens so that we really truly are uh, trusting God's design for our need for rest, and then truly getting that recharge that we need at least every single week. Um, so another question is, what's holding you back from that? Is it trust in God's provision, or is it a desire for more? Like, I've got to go, go, go. Um, you know, maybe sort of like that fear of missing out. Like, I, I, I've got to always have something happening in my life, and I can't truly set things aside and truly rest. So discuss together um, in your group and with, with one another, like what are some things that have worked for you in the past? And I found that truly taking a day off once a week where I'm um, setting aside the normal day uh, work routines has been massive. Um, and I found that even when I have less hours every week to do the work, I actually achieve more. I work more efficiently within those hours, and then also I get recharged, and I think that allows us to head into the next week. So talk about that, wrestle with it together, and what do we need, what kind of changes maybe do I need to make um, to really get some rest that I need? Um, because it's a gift. God designed it, and he's given it to us as a gift. And let's not turn down that gift. Let's find true rest and freedom in him. Because we know, right, what am I going to say? Listen to Jesus, do what he says, and remember that you are loved. Mm-hmm.